Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of The Views from the 573. Hope you all are having a wonderful Thor's Day so far. That's me trying to make an attempt at making a Thor joke with Love and Thunder coming out this weekend. As you know, on the Entertainment Channel, it's always a big, fun time for us when a Marvel movie is coming out. So hopefully, in the next week or so, we'll get to sit down and talk about it along with Miss Marvel and discuss those two. Of course, on entertainment, we just had Stranger Things Volume 2 just drop, so uh, still recovering from that. But uh, a lot of stuff going on there that hopefully we get to talk about here pretty soon. On this channel, uh, I will preface this by saying this. Uh, we do have a pre-recorded segment with me and Peter Lewis, who is back on the Views Pod after, what we think, almost two years. So there's that. Also... Let me start out by saying I had a recorded version of this. My laptop wasn't working. I'm using Audacity and Audacity wasn't saving. So kind of screwed over the previous recording. So I'm going to try to do my best here. Uh, I, I do have a couple other things I need to do today. Uh, I got to leave er early at four for Thor. And so I, I got other stuff to do, but... I'm going to try to do, do this as best I can, try to summarize what we what I talked about in the previous recording that got lost a time and got lost to Audacity and my laptop completely screwing me over for a minute. So with that being said, let's talk about a couple of things that we talked about and kind of summarize here. Um, NBA free agency has been happening and uh, there's been a couple big moves that have been made with uh Pacers made made a big move with the Celtics trading Brogdon to the Celtics you had the Jazz trading Rudy Gobert we thought one of him or Mitchell was going to get traded and he gets traded to Minnesota and Minnesota traded a lot around four or five players and four picks to get Rudy there and I know Rudy's an all-star but I don't know if he's worth all that money or all that all, all that draft capital and uh, all, all those players. Needless to say, Danny Ainge, who's running things over in Utah, has fleeced another team. Doesn't matter where the man is, whether he's in Boston, Utah, he could be in, 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 in Antarctica for all we know. And the man is still going to try to find a way to fleece a team. And uh, he did that here for, for sure. But uh, the fit in Minnesota does elevate the team. You still got some pieces there with Cat. Edwards and Russell so they got a nice thing going on there I'm curious about the fit um, I, I'm a little bit unsure if it's gonna work but we'll have to see that's what that's why they play the games everybody so Rudy Gobert to Minnesota you had a couple other players staying Zach Levine is staying in Chicago Bradley Bill staying in Washington and as it start off the top here Boston gets Malcolm Brogdon in the trade with the Pacers. In fact, they didn't have to trade a lot for him. And they also signed Danilo Gallinari. And I really like these moves for Boston. They really helped them. They really improved the team. If they had those guys on their team in the finals, I think it would have helped them, especially Brogdon having a steady guard next to Smart, who's a big guard, can play make, can create off the dribble, is a really good defender. And would have a really nice closing lineup of Brogdon, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Orford, or 
throw anybody else in there. Gallo or Grant Williams or somebody else. Boston has done really nicely here in the free agency period. So it, it looks like they're definitely looking to establish themselves as trying to get back to the finals next year. On the other side of the NBA things with Brooklyn, you got the KD and Kyrie stuff. Summarize it up. KD is, is wanting out. Brooklyn is wanting a whole lot. And Brooklyn looks like they are willing to wait for a good package. And right now there's not a good package out there. Maybe you can look at Phoenix and maybe do a sign and trade with Aiden, Mikael Bridges, and a few picks. I know there's been talk about a Lakers swap. Maybe him going to Miami is a thing. Toronto's been brought up. Memphis has been brought up. Philly has been brought up. We'll have to see. And we don't know the reason why that he wants out. Maybe it's Kyrie related. Maybe we don't know. But it was looking like he's wanting out. And I don't see for the foreseeable future Brooklyn getting what they want with guys that can play now. Star players, young players. Rather than a lot of draft picks. Because it looks like with the way they've operated so far that they are planning to be competitive. And for Brooklyn, it makes sense. You have a lot of unprotected picks that are heading to Houston in the next few years. So for them, for for Brooklyn's sake, and for them to sleep better at night, be competitive and make sure those picks aren't high lottery picks. Because if they are, it's going to bite them really good when they see future draft classes. And like if Brooklyn has a terrible season, you see that pick is in like the top five. Brooklyn's going to be absolutely kicking themselves for that. And we know what's happened. With, we know that's happened once to them. And there's a possibility it could happen to them again. Uh, you know, another thing that popped in my head, speaking of, you know, Brooklyn and Boston and uh, that trade with KG and Paul Pierce happening, maybe Boston tries to get in on this. They do have some players that. Brooklyn would that they would want. They have draft picks. They have some guys and make Jalen Brown because you're not trading Tatum. Even though Jalen Brown outperformed Tatum in in the finals pretty easily, you trade Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Smart, and some picks, and something else. I mean, and that's a decent package there from Brooklyn that you're getting back. You're getting an All Star player. You're getting a really good starting caliber player and Smart Defense Player of the Year. You're getting some picks back. That wouldn't be a bad deal if you're Brooklyn. Now, for Kyrie, I mean, we, we never know. We never know what's going on with Kyrie. Maybe this is, you know, him opting in was to get back at Brooklyn. Or maybe, who knows? And maybe KD's upset with the way Brooklyn's handled the Kyrie situation. Can't say I blame him. Uh, either way, you know, Kyrie is has been acting, you know, very weird. And, you know, Brooklyn, you know, I get it from both sides. So, big stuff happening in the NBA with that. And uh, KD trade, boy, oh boy. It, you know, honestly, I would have thought it would have offset free agency a little bit more that you have had teams and players away to see what's going to happen with KD. But looks like that hasn't happened as a free agency has rolled along. KD is still Brooklyn net. And as the Nets have said, they're prepared to keep him if there's not an offer out there. And I don't see one out there to be honest for them. No, I thought my Grizzlies could be one team that could maybe potentially do it. 
would have to probably give up Jaron Jackson or Bain or maybe even both. I don't know how much Memphis would be would have been willing to do that. But I think it's a moot point now because Jaron Jackson's out at least four to six months. I hope that's all it is. But it looks like they're out of the picture. Maybe, you know, Toronto, maybe Philly, once they get their new deal with Harden done, since he's going to have a restructured contract, it's gonna, he's going to be taking less money. So maybe there's something there with Philly. Uh, but Miami's also an option. Uh, can't trade for Bam because of the designated rookie extension. They already have Ben Simmons, so he's out. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with KD. See if he definitely, if he gets traded. See if he's still a Brooklyn or not by the time the season starts in October. So, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's going to be fun. It, it sent shockwaves throughout the league and throughout social media. Really did. But, uh, yeah, big time news there coming out in Brooklyn. We, we thought Kyrie was going to be the one to leave. It looks like it might be KD. Or it still might be both. So we'll just have to see if both of them goes. And it does sound like Brooklyn's going to try to stay competitive. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, other than that, uh, some football stuff. Baker Mayfield to Carolina. We talked about last week, what does Baker do? Does he stay in Cleveland, try to ride it out? And if it's looking like Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended, maybe for a year, can he try to get his stock back up? in Cleveland, and uh, play the season. Play it out with Cleveland, see what happens. Well, it looks like it's not going to happen. Carolina gets them, trades a unconditional, or trades a conditional fourth-round pick to Cleveland, and doesn't have to pay a whole lot of his salary. Cleveland's going to be paying $10.5 million of it, while Carolina's going to be paying $5 million of it. So, essentially, backup quarterback salary. And now I now he's going to be competing with Sam Darnold, a quarterback he was taking the same draft class with, and they are going to be competing for a starting job for this season. And it's a really good opportunity for Baker. I, Carolina, even though their roster is not you know highly thought of by some, there's some pieces there. They got some nice offensive weapons. You do have Robbie Anderson who tweeted out no. And uh, so <laughs> that's that's fun right off the bat. But you have him. You have DJ Moore. Of course, you got McCaffrey. They tried to rebuild that offensive line. They took Aquanu in the draft. They took Brady Christensen last year. They've added a couple pieces in Corbett and Bozeman in free agency. So they're trying to rebuild. So there's something there. They got some nice defensive pieces there. And you got an offensive-minded coach there. And a really good offensive coordinator. So, for Baker, going to a team that was linked to maybe trying to get him for the longest time now, they end up getting him. And so, now he's a Carolina Panther. He's going to have a shot at trying to compete for the starting job in Carolina this upcoming season. So, we'll have to see how that goes. And, of course, looking at the schedule, Cleveland and Carolina play each other week one. So, talk about a fun time. For, uh, for week one of games. If Baker ends up starting, look for revenge game Baker and look for him to go all out in, uh, in that game. And uh, <laughs> See, Cleveland, there's no hard feelings. I'm just going to try to throw for 500 yards on you and five touchdowns. <laughs> so that should be a fun week one matchup to keep our eyes on with Cleveland and Carolina. And I believe it's at Carolina too. So there we go. 
only thing that maybe would have made it better is if it was in Cleveland. So, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that. So, either way, it's still going to be a fun week one matchup. So, with that being said, let's talk a little college football here before we get into our segment with Peter that we did. Ran about 40 or 50 minutes. And we talked about a lot of things with uh, USC, UCLA, going to the Big Ten. His thoughts on what a potential Big Ten could look like if it's a super conference. Some other stuff. Uh, other teams maybe going to some some other conference. Of course, we've had a couple of other updates since then, since Monday, since we recorded. And a lot of it is Pac-12 trying to save face here and uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And a couple things they're do- trying to do right now, they're talking to the ACC to maybe try to get a little championship game going in Vegas and try to entice the networks there. Let's see if that happens. Of course, if you remember, the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten had an alliance that they announced last year. And, of course, that's kind of uh, not worked out, to say the least, with uh, everything going on recently. And uh, so they're trying to do that. They're trying to renegotiate their next media rights agreements as their current deal is up in 2024. So they're trying to do everything they can that uh, to try to make sure that they can preserve their existence. Because right now, the Pac-12 is on life support. There's no other way to put it. There's rumors of Washington and Oregon potentially going to the Big Ten. We talked about that. Um, there's also rumors now, maybe... Big 12 is a possibility. And not only them, that potentially Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah could join them in going to the Big 12. Colorado is a former Big 12 school, so kind of a nice little, hey, we're coming back. You know, kind of nice storyline there. You get the Arizona teams, which make logical fits considering if, if they ever left the Pac-12, it's logical, geographical. It makes some sort of sense there. Utah, it makes some sense now with BYU coming into the picture. So you bring in Utah, who's been a really solid program for a lot of years. And also, you get to have the Holy War, the rivalry between BYU and Utah. That stay intact. And also be a Big 12 game, Big 12 conference game. So... You would add that to the Big 12 rivalries right there. It it does make a lot of sense. And Oregon and Washington, you add those teams in. You, you bring those bases in there, the Seattle region, Washington region, Oregon. You, you bring in that region, that market. That's going to help. And you add those other markets, the Phoenix market, Welcome Edition, Colorado would, would bring Denver, so that helps. Utah would bring Salt Lake City. So that's very that's a very good idea. It's a, it's a very attractive idea for the Big 12 to try to make that happen. You just got to see what Oregon and Washington do. If they decide to go to the Big 10 or if they want to go to the Big 12. And also for Pac, for the Pac-12 fans, there's one thing that they don't do. Travel well. If you go into the Big 12, there's a lot of schools in the Big 12 that do travel well. And so you can you could have a lot of visitors 
making their way to your venues. So that's another thing to look at that could be attractive to moving back there. So there's a, there's a possibility there. And uh, of course, there's also a possibility of Notre Dame going to the Big Ten. Me and Peter talked about that. We talked about potentially maybe Florida teams being involved in this, Texas teams, you know, Carolina teams, the teams of Carolina, North Carolina, NC State, what happens to them. We talked about a lot of potential stuff that could happen here. So those have been a few things that have happened here since Monday. A couple updates about where things are looking at right now as far as the college football conference realignment landscape. And we haven't had anything big like this in years. And the Oklahoma, Texas, them moving to the SEC really kind of started this. And so now it's uh, all hands on deck and trying to figure out where everybody and everything's going to end up here once the dust has settled. So this is going to be fun and interesting. And we can't wait to see what happens here and see if any other teams make any big-time moves. So uh, we'll have to see. But also there is a report from not too long ago. North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. So with our conversation with Peter in mind, this is something to look at. Uh, ESPN is trying to avoid their TV deal with the ACC. So this happens that would bring the SEC total number of teams to, I believe, 20, if, I, if I'm doing math right. So, that would get them to right around 20, and that would mean the Big Ten are looking to get to 20 as well. So, that's something we've talked about in this conversation as well. I think that's where we're going to leave it off. And so, with that being said, let's get on to me and Peter's talk about this and we'll talk and us talking about things a little bit more a little bit more in depth here about the big moves by here by USC and UCLA and uh what uh what could Peter see in a potential big 10 super conference so that's going to be on the other side and hope you guys enjoy our conversation all right we are back and of course one of the big things that's happened this week is USC and UCLA heading off to the Big Ten. Yes, you heard that right. UCLA and USC both heading to the same conference that houses Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan. Boy, are they going to get a reality check when they have to go to those places in November. But uh, that has happened. I, I saw a tweet, courtesy of uh, one Peter Lewis from this, that they where I, you know, I looked at it, I was like, wait, huh? No, wait, this is not real. I Googled it. Sure enough, it's true. It's happening. And so here we are. And you know what? We got to get the guy that's, that put me that put me on notice about what was going on with this. And uh, we got to bring back Peter Lewis. So Peter, hey, how's it going? Um, the, the Views podcast, I haven't done this in two years. I don't even watch sports anymore. Uh, we're, we're talking big 10 you said usc ucla yeah that's not midwest i mean it's west but not mid (laughs) well you know what 
if Penn State has two new friends in the uh, Big Ten, uh, Ryan, yeah, how's Penn State been? Because I, I, I've missed the last two seasons because, you know, pandemic, life. I, I, I mean, are are we are we great now? I mean, James Franklin always said we're good but not great, but are we great now? Well, Peter, you, you should know with your past history with James Franklin, what do you, and what do you think is going to be more likely, that they end up being great or that they just end up like not capitalizing on that at all? Oh, the, the the latter, but I mean, you know, how how bad could James Franklin have gotten? <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Uh, you started out zero and five in twenty twenty. Uh, okay, so, that that's that's not good. That, Wait, does that see. mean we lost to Indiana? Yeah, you lost to Indiana. Uh, oh God. <laughs> you lost Ohio State. That's a given. Wait, was the Indiana game at least even and Penn State did not control the time of possession, yards gained and all that and still somehow lost? Please please tell me that wasn't the case. Uh, it, it, it was the case. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Lost Ohio State. So there's that. Uh, I mean, that, that's to be expected. Though. I can't even complain about that anymore. No, uh, lost to Maryland. No. They, they, oh, they scored a touchdown on us for the first time in – what, like 6,000 days up until that point? Uh, they scored five touchdowns on y'all. So. <laughs> Let's see. Lost to Nebraska. Nebraska? Scott Frost, Nebraska? Yeah, my boy. Coming through. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> my, I, I've, I never sold my stock. Not one bit of it. <laughs> And then uh, let's see, you lost to Iowa. Uh, I mean, I'm so I'm so used to that at that point. So, so uh, did, did they win any games after that? Yeah, they they beat Michigan. Okay. Well, I mean, let's be real. That's natural. Even in a world where Penn State sucks, Michigan still sucks harder. That is true. Uh, you beat Rutgers. I uh, know you... James Franklin was probably very close. <laughs> 2037 still for Penn State that should be higher uh beat Michigan State hey the land grants in our hands then that's a good ending and then uh Illinois okay you know what not great but hey you know what it was a pandemic year it started late you know yeah. 2021 that's gotta be our, we had Auburn in a whiteout I think yeah Big Ten versus SEC right there uh, let's see if I remember how that turned out. I Again, I haven't watched it, but if I, I would, I would think that first Wisconsin game would have probably kept me on the edge of my seat. And within six seconds, I went from fire James Franklin to Franklin is God. If I, if I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little bit, it was a little bit close. It was 16 to 10. Uh, that's a dub, baby. <laughs> Let's see. Ball State dub. Uh beat Auburn twenty-eight to twenty. So there you go. Solid victory right be, there. Be an SEC team. That that's good for James Franklin. <laughs> uh beat Villanova, but only by three touchdowns. Well, it's, uh come on, Franklin. <laughs> we 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 have stands for our cupcake teams. <laughs> uh beat Indiana twenty-four to zero, so got revenge. From, from the preseason. Uh, Three-point loss to Iowa. Okay, I, I imagine we 
we were ranked high at that point. They were ranked high. I mean, Iowa unfortunately owns us. I have to accept that. Uh, then, uh, Peter, this is a weird one. I actually saw this one in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, a really? nine overtime loss to Illinois at home. Illinois, nine over. What was the final score? Ninety-seven to ninety-three. Come on, Franklin, you can't let them score ninety-three on you. Twenty to eighteen. How's that happen? Nine overtimes. It's college football, Peter. <laughs> you have teams like A and M and LSU having like seven overtimes and them scoring like seventy points, and this is the other end of that spectrum right here. Uh, please tell me Franklin got fired after that. Uh. No. Uh, He got extended. Extended? (laughs) Oh, oh, holy vey. So so this is, okay, so I guess we can transition from the fall of Penn State again to (laughs) two new friends. But at least one that gives us a chance to win the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Just not the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so uh let's talk about it. Uh man, USC and UCLA to to the Big Ten house. Reportedly it was this is something that they had looked into for a few months now. And, you know, this is com- coming off the heels of Oklahoma and Texas. They're moving into the SEC within the next couple years as well. You got the Big 12 adding a few teams to try to get their numbers back up. But this came out of the blue. Two big-time Pac-12 teams in UCLA who just hired Lincoln Riley, and they're going over to the Big 10. Shocker. I mean, geography, yes. That is uh, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing ever. And, of course, in classic, you know, everything college athletics is centered around football and basketball. They, I think the, some of the lower programs are like, you know, the tennis teams, all that were like, uh, hey, we don't get that much money. How are we going to travel from Los Angeles to, you know, State College, Columbus, or even as far as, you know, uh, wherever Rutgers is? I think New Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a journey. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the Big Ten was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's classic Big Ten right there. <laughs> They were so desperate to win the Rose Bowl against USC, they had to bring USC into the Big Ten to win the Rose Bowl for them. <laughs> yeah, I, this I think we we all know the reason behind this, and that is largely money. I mean, it, you look at again going back to Oklahoma, Texas. There's a lot of TV money in the in the deals that the SEC has with ESPN. And the Big Ten is, has aligned themselves with Fox Sports, and there's a lot of money to be had there. And so they're moving on over there. And a lot of this is, again, because of money. And, you know, Peter, I something that crossed my mind, we haven't had big realignments here within the last 10 years or so since the last big one. It's been pretty quiet of uh, since then, and then we get this barrage of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. We now get USC to and UCLA going to the Big Ten, and a, a lot of it's for the same reason, like ten or so years ago. Money, nothing has changed with that. Oh, and for the Big Ten's perspective, I read this: USC and UCLA, that LA market, 
And I, I would imagine, like I say, we'll get more into this, but I think the University of California, Berkeley, it's within that LA metro range. Yeah. Actually, no, sorry, Oakland. I'm, I confused myself. Yeah, but still, that LA market's like upwards of $100 million a year in TV uh, rights per year for the Big Ten. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, literally, if you're USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, like at that point, do you really care about if the UCLA tennis team can, you know, travel to State College in November? Probably not. <laughs> as unfortunate <laughs> as to say. Yeah. It, it, I think, you know, just looking at this, it's again, it's kind of shocking that this is, that this is happening and that tr those travel expenses. And like, that's a big market to have with the big 10. Now you've got a big time market, the LA market, you bring in a USA who just hired Lincoln Riley, who's trying to upstart that program and trying to get it back to its former glory. And you put them in a conference with Ohio state, Michigan, you got your Wisconsin's, Iowa's, you know, I'll throw in Penn State in there, but just like there's a lot of good teams in that conference and you're going to throw them in there in a, in a couple of years. And so like it's, and you bring in that market, that is big time for the Big Ten considering how much money that market alone is probably going to make you. Oh, yeah, I mean. I think to the Big Ten's disappointment, Maryland and Rutgers never brought in that D.C. and New York City money. Mm -mm. But let's be real. Even if you just had USC, you had the L.A. money now, guaranteed. And now yeah. that you have UCLA in there just for, you know, a little more. And, you know, I, I know this is primarily going to be a football discussion, but from a basketball standpoint, UCLA's basketball team, that's not a bad thing to have in your, your arsenal along with your Ohio State, your Illinois, and your uh, Michigan to some extent. No, that, that's a that's a great addition. I mean, UCLA, the past couple of years in basketball has been really good. That program has been on the rise again. And uh, UCLA, USC has brought in a couple big-time guys, so they're not hurting. But, you add the, yeah, basketball-wise, that's a really good addition to what the Big Ten has had in basketball here recently with the teams that they've had going into the tournament. Yeah, that's – I mean, looking at it football-wise, basketball-wise, this is – great additions that are going to really elevate the competition of those conferences and in, in those sports for real. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, getting back to the overall, the overall landscape real quick, cause it seems like, you know, back in 20, 2009, 2010, when the, this, the first round, this insanity started, you know, Nebraska said they're going to the big 10 and everyone's like, Nebraska <laughs> Big Ten <laughs> and of course everything got crazy like by the end of it West Virginia was in the uh Big 12 because the Big East just completely died and everyone was like wow that's not fun <laughs> but hey it's but hey it's all good because recently the Big 12 said they're adding Cincinnati so uh West Virginia has a friend all the way out there in <laughs> the mid-Atlantic good for them they deserve they deserve a little friend well, yeah. Well, listen. Also, Cincinnati football the last couple of years uh, under Luke Fickle has been pretty, pretty amazing for their standards. So, like, yeah, that's a good addition. But yeah, geography wise, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit tough to understand. Yeah, but you know, over a decade ago, we were talking about you know, oh, it's just going to be two or three super conferences by the end of that, and everything stabilized where 
we had, you know, a more stable Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, SEC, and Big 10. We had a Power yeah. 5 right there. And we were like, okay, this is peaceful. This is understandable. And then a couple years later, the Big 10 added Rutgers and Maryland. And was like, eh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, when a couple months ago in Texas, Oklahoma said they're going to join the SEC. Then there were rumors about Clemson and Florida State asking about joining the SEC. So I think we might be on our way there. I think it's just going to be, by the end of it, some form of the Big Ten SEC and maybe a catch-all for the scrubs, otherwise known as the AAC, but bigger. Yeah, I'm. you, that, you bring up Clemson and Florida State asking about the SEC. At the, I think for the SEC, I think you can probably see something like they are going to reach out to some of the Florida teams you know, like your like Florida State, maybe Miami, uh, UCF is going to the Big Twelve, so you can't ask them. But you probably ask them. You're probably gonna ask some of the Texas schools, maybe a Texas Tech or maybe a Houston, and try to mm-hmm. expand out there with them already having A and M in Texas, and probably look up to the Carolinas. Maybe you got North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina right there. Maybe you add them, maybe an NC state. So like, yeah, I mean, if anything, I think they're probably going to look to add those schools and, and those regions for the big 10. I think they're probably going to look more at the, at the PAC 12. I mean, we've already got reports of potentially Washington and Oregon looking into this. I was just about to bring that up because literally after the big, after the PAC 12 realized, uh Oh, we're the PAC 10 again. We don't have a championship game anymore. That's going to hurt our appearance 100%. And, you know, any potential discussion of the final four for the national championship, they immediately started looking. And of course the conference that should have immediately looked into this for the kill was the big 12, mm-hmm. but apparently they weren't interested hundred percent, which uh, I follow the, uh, the barstool West Virginia account. And they were me like, wow, the Big 12 making poor decisions. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it makes sense, you know, looking at the Big 12. I mean, back when we had that expansion years ago, there's rumors of some of those Big 12 teams going to the Pac-12 or, or to the Pac-10 as it was then. So logistically, it made sense that the, if vice versa, if the opposite could happen, if some of those Pac-12 teams – that have now just been left by USC and UCLA and potentially Washington and Oregon, that they go join up with the Big 12. And yeah, you would have to imagine USC and UCLA when they were joining the Big 10, there had to be some side discussions about, hey, listen, we're well aware we're going to be super far away from the majority of the Big 10. Because regardless, I mean, (laughs) the Big 10 made some dumb decisions when they expanded to 12 teams. Never, never forget the Big Ten legends and leaders and having Ohio State and Michigan in the separate conferences. That was <laughs> that was just genius. <laughs> it's smarter now, of course. But you, you have to imagine they're going to be in the West. So, you know, your Iowa's, your Wisconsin's, your Minnesota's. I mean, that's not a bad group of three that you would be facing. You know, Mm-mm. Wisconsin's technically a Big Ten blue blood. Iowa's for the mo- 90% of the time, they are a top-tier team. And Minnesota seems to be on a good rebound. But you, you would have to imagine they said, hey, can you bring some of our friends from the Pac-12? And let's be real, Oregon-Washington right there alone, historically, I mean, 
that adds a lot more prestige and it just kills the big it kills the pac 12 yeah because you know washington state oregon state will be like hey we need to keep this robert going come with us that leaves what arizona arizona state cal and stanford let's be real the arizona's sure the big 12 sounds more reasonable but hey the big 10 is going to have super money now so you <laughs> right is this the point where i transition into the first peter idea in two years almost with the logic of the tournaments i've done in the past and if the kids remember those there is one point I, I would like to make and then we can head on to that the whole rivalry thing you know with oregon state and washington oh, yes. that's a big thing that's a that's a big talking point with the potential super conferences because i think that's going to be the big thing that's going to be hurt by all this is that there are going to be some loss of rivalries here loss of tradition here in a sense because college football mm -hmm. you know how they love their tradition and losing some of those rivalries that have been going on a long time that's going to hurt and you see the acc and they're doing their whole schedule realignment they're tossing away divisions you have three permanent opponents but like even with that you're not going to get to play your rivals every other year unless they're a permanent team that you're going to play every year so that's going to hurt them so that's the thing to keep an eye on is that these rivalries that have gone on in all these conferences between these teams, that's going to be a thing that's going to be hurt the most by this. And like if Washington and Oregon do go to the, to the Big Ten, those rivalries are definitely going to be hurt because those rivalries, those teams love having those rivalries and that's going to hurt if they can't have them every year. I will say this. The Big Ten's been a little more reasonable about non-conference scheduling because they are pretty much a – typically speaking a go-to for notre dame the big independent who i feel like now more than ever notre dame's independence status is about to be just completely shattered i think they're about to be forced to make a choice here yeah and i think it's going to be the big 10 eventually especially with usc coming onto the fold michigan's there michigan state's there indiana's there purdue's there i mean it just makes a lot of sense and I think some ACC teams north of North Carolina might not be fans of getting suckered into the SEC. I mean, let's be real. If you're Boston College, do you really want to have to face Florida, Georgia, <laughs> and uh, maybe a rebounded SEC Florida State every year? Probably not. No. <laughs> so I, I think if there's any conference that is stupid enough to be the first super conference – it's going to be the Big Ten. Mostly because they call themselves the Big Ten and we have 14 teams currently. <laughs> 16 on the future now with USC, USC, UCLA. So Ryan McDaniel, in a world where the Big Ten just really decides to go stupid and gives Peter Lewis control for five minutes, and they realize that was a bad idea and take away control, but five minutes, you know, it's enough to write an idea on a sheet of paper down. <laughs> yeah i present to you the 40 team big 10 oh man and you know the big 10 would love this because now we have to have four 10 team conferences or divisions so in a way it is the big 10 just times four <laughs> now let's be real from a design standpoint uh do you remember when it was just penn state as the 11th team in the Big mm -hmm. Ten, the Big Ten logo, if you looked at it, it's like the FedEx logo. You can see the arrow, 
Yeah. You can see an 11. So somewhere in the Big Ten intern media ship, there's a graphic designer whose graphic design is their passion that can figure out how do we make the Big Ten logo with a four in it somehow. (laughs) And again, from a money-making standpoint, now you have to have a tournament to declare a Big Ten championship because you have four divisions in revolving order. Brian McDaniel, are you ready for the Peter Lewis 40 team Big Ten? Let's hear it. Okay. So we're starting off with what I'm calling the Big Ten Classic. And let's be real. It's the Big Ten. It's probably going to be stupider names than this. This is, this is just me trying to be realistic. And it, it is the Big Ten before Penn State. So Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, you're Indiana, yada, yada. You know who they are. Now, we're going to move to the Western side, the Big Ten West, because we're bringing in USC, UCLA, and I think that pretty much brings in the Pac-10 as it was before Utah and Colorado came in. So, of course, your Arizona, your Arizona State, we got Herm State in the Big Ten, baby. Woo! If that doesn't, if that doesn't get, if that doesn't get Matt Mormon to watch this conference, I don't know what will. I mean, listen, it's and of course Herm, we got it, Berkeley. It's Herm State versus the Ohio State, Peter. I mean, for that, the that, Big Ten championship, that alone is enough to draw Matt in. Like you have the Ohio State and Herm State, I'm in. But hey, Matt's gonna feel bad because like, who do I choose out of the two? it's going to be like when it was uh leech still at washington state and he had to choose like who do i cheer for in washington state versus arizona state (laughs) exactly yeah so of course right there 20 or 40 teams we just recreated the traditional big 10 and the classic pac 12 now i come to you with the big 10 east and just to be a-holes I want the 10 in that logo to be a little bit small. I really want the word big and east to be the takeaway. (laughs) I want the big 10 to spit on the grave of the big east. (laughs) Because we just re, because we, because Ryan McDaniel, I just created the alternate universe that the big east wanted from the 80s. Because did you know before Penn State was going to go to the big 10, there was talks about them joining the big east? Oh, really? Which, let's be real, if that happened, that's prob- the conference is still probably here today. Yeah. And like I said earlier, if I, I'm pretty sure within the coming years, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami go to the SEC, and that probably drags in Georgia Tech and the North Carolina schools. Mm-hmm. But, for those, but for those guys uh, north of uh, North Carolina, I present to you the Big Ten East with big and east highlighted (laughs) i give you penn state rutgers maryland west virginia boston college pittsburgh syracuse virginia virginia tech and i initially wrote uconn or temple but you know what if we're gonna have to force a certain big independent to make a choice let's put notre dame in here yeah, I mean Notre the, Dame in the Big Ten East. I mean, just looking at it, like e- even if it's UConn, I mean that 
division, I mean, there's a whole lot of uncertainty about who would end up on top in that division because, like, you can see Penn State up top, West Virginia, Boston College, Pitt, or Virginia Tech, you know. If Notre Dame is in there, then all bets are off. Notre Dame is probably the favorite to come out of that division. But, I mean, if you're going to go with UConn or Temple, I'd probably put in Temple because Temple has, uh, let's just say, they've been a whole lot better than UConn has been the last few seasons. So, Oh, yeah. But UConn does give us some basketball relevance, that, which I think does. That, that is true. You know, men's and women's basketball, you know, their women's program, that could really elevate the Big Ten. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Bring in the basketball aspect. Yeah. I could see that. That's it. I have UConn Temple there as a placeholder because Notre Dame is such a wild card and they, they kind of play by their own drum. I I'm not going to lie. If, if we have a 40-team Big Ten, we're going to need two networks. I think Fox for some of it, and you can absolutely reel in NBC for the rest of it. I don't know how both sides will want to play with that. Maybe the Big Ten West and the Big Ten East are on and NBC and Fox gets the rest. Again, that's, that's good. Like, I, I haven't even really figured out how this would be scheduled in a season like because you have to play your division opponents. Yeah. That's at least eight or nine of the 10, not including yourself. And you got to face, you know, at least one team from the other three. It's like right there. I mean, does the Big Ten become a 14 game uh, regular season with the yeah. tournament week? Yeah, where you're just adding a whole lot more games. Yeah, I, very possible. But hey, we're playing, the, we're we're paying the kids now. This this would work in my mind. Like if this was, you know, pre these kids aren't getting paid, this would never work. With financial incentive, I think this is within the realm of possibility. And again, money's going to base all this anyway. I'm just, I'm saying what people aren't, you know, people are too afraid to say is going to happen. It's going to be a super conference and it's probably going to be the big 10 because they just don't care about geography anymore. Clearly. <laughs> Like, like at least SEC expansion, Texas and Oklahoma border Arkansas and Louisiana. Like, two of your stalwarts right there in Arkansas and LSU. Yeah. U USC and UCLA are, like, thousands of miles away from your nearest school in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of that mid middle true middle part of the country ryan i give you the big 10 prairie which is stupid <laughs> which is a stupid name but i believe the actual big 10 can make it a stupider name <laughs> and ryan we are going to make nebraska very happy because we're giving them their friend colorado back from the grave of the pac-12 <laughs> we're gonna put utah in there and we're going to purge the Big 12, baby. We're Give me Iowa State. Give me Kansas. Give me Kansas State. I know it's not sexy, but the Big 10, you know, Iowa State's on the move. Kansas State is kind of a low-key blue blood. Yeah. And Kansas, basketball relevance. I Big love time. that. Yeah. Now, we could easily – now, I'm also going to bring Utah here because Utah's a very stable program from the Pac-12. They're very good. They're on the rise. They're stable. That's perfect. Now, we have Oklahoma State, we have TCU, we have Texas Tech and Baylor. I'm not crazy about that, Ryan. 
doesn't seem Big Ten to me. <laughs> he says completely gutting the Pac-12 into the Big Ten. I'm going to propose a trade to the SEC, Ryan. And I think it's one they would do. And I think it's one a certain team would be glad to get out of. Because we're going to bring back Missouri. I get them we're going to give them we're going to give them their rivalries with Kansas, Nebraska. I think those are the big two. So we're going to give them those back. <laughs> and there's potential to restart that arch that uh, arch rivalry with Illinois. I love that. Ooh, yeah. So we got three teams left now. Who do we bring in? Well, we got Utah. Ryan, here's another blue blood that you might not consider because they don't play in a real conference. The BYU. Yeah, I mean very uh, stable. Yeah, BYU has been a really solid team over the last few seasons. I mean, they produced the number two overall pick a couple years ago with Zach Wilson. So I mean, like, hey, they've mm-hmm. been a really good, exciting team in the last few years, and they got a rivalry with Utah that's pretty big. And let's never forget, they are technically the nineteen eighty four national champions. Yeah. That's real. That's still realistically within recent memory. <laughs> and I had to look this up earlier. Guess when their last losing season was? Oh man, what, what was it? Sometime in the nineties? Uh, Two thousand four. But you know, that's oh. pretty respectable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, and there's two teams left here. I mean, you can kind of just look at whoever you want in the mountain West and all that nonsense. You can bring in a Boise state. Don't really think you should mostly because I hate Boise state. The blue mm-hmm. field's stupid, <laughs> but you know, who would be fun. Let's, let, you know, let's be real, Ryan. We have Vanderbilt in the sec. You need a scrub every now and then. Yeah. Let's give Colorado their ultimate rivalry in the big 10. Let's give them Colorado state. Who cares? <laughs> And you know what, Ryan? I do like that Texas money. I know I got rid of Texas, uh, Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor. But there's another good Texas school of some history that's been on the, a better path recently. One who Penn State can talk to about their fears of the death penalty. Ryan, SMU is Big Ten, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. So, and so SMU... To, to the Big Ten, hmm. I, I'll tell you what, Peter, I, that, it does sound weird, but, like, I mean, hey, sure. I mean, let's add SMU here, steal somebody from the, what are they, in the American Athletic Conference now, I think. So, uh, SMU, hmm. Okay, so. And a four, this 40-team Big Ten, which, you know, I like to think because I'm insane and I'm cynical of college football and how they do business <laughs> has a possibility, but it's still out there. I'll give it that. Yeah. But in this universe, the big 10 can claim they are the conference of rivalries because you will have Ohio state and Michigan. That's your go-to. Yep. You'll have UC USC, UCLA, Oregon state, Oregon, Washington, Washington state. You have Missouri and Kansas back up and running yearly. You have Pitt, West Virginia running yearly. You have Pitt, Penn State yearly. You're you're talking about some Dutch. I mean, Nebraska, Colorado. That was a pretty good one. Don't don't forget about that. I, I know it's been a while since those two were in a conference together, but 
that was a pretty reasonable one. Like that's a good marketability right there. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it also kind of throws my whole argument about how rivalries are going to be hurting. Throws that into the water right there. <laughs> and knowing the Big Ten, I mean, again, we're going to have to screw up traditions here. But you could realistically do it where you have a big rivalry game every week. Like yeah. not all of these will be at the end of the season. I think Ohio State, Michigan will because you know. Big Ten bias, that that was their bread and butter. Yeah. But hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But as unrealistic as that idea is, I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten's the Big 20 in a couple of years. Because <laughs> we're up to we're up to 16 now with USC UCLA. Oregon, Washington sound like a safe bet. So we get to 18. ACC and Big 12, maybe somebody wants to come play in. I would say it would be pretty dope to get West Virginia and Pitt have that rivalry in your arsenal. That's 20 right there for sure. I don't know, Peter. Big 20 just doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> no. It was, let's be real. No matter how many teams they have, if it was 40, 80, 20, 22, it's still going to be called the Big 10, and they're just going to run with it. Big 10 logic. And you know, it also makes sense because, hey, the Big 10 logic, then we got – Smart schools like Stanford and all the and you know Northwestern and all this stuff. Yet they're still calling themselves the Big Ten when they have forty teams. Watch the craziest twist ever: an OG Big Ten school, the University of Chicago, comes back in the fold. Boy, <laughs> everyone just looks at them like you could have had Notre Dame. <laughs> you know, Chicago? I think they're like D two or D three. The Big Ten's like, hey, guys, we found your cupcake. Here it is. <laughs> the the ultimate scrub. Ugh. Man, yeah. I, I mean, Peter, I don't know if you're too far off from this. this I mean, yeah, sure, it does sound insane. And, like, yeah, the, the you know, having one of the divisions being called the Prairie, I mean, it, it sounds strange. But, I mean, looking at this, I mean... It's very real that this is the Kickstarter to real super conferences. Not like what we thought all those years ago, but that this moment in time, with everything going on in college football, with NIL, Transfer Portal, how to, you know, handle all this stuff, is that now, in this period of time of college football, we are going to see some formations of potentially two or three super conferences, I think, and you know what? Might as well. I mean, we're getting the NCAA football game back. So, I mean, hey, we're, we're going to have some fun here with this. And let's be real. People love tournaments. That's why we were so happy when it came in 2014. <laughs> imagine, imagine your Big Ten championship with four internal divisions needing a revolving tournament every year to declare a champion who will go on to lose to Alabama in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I, I yeah could see that you know have a big uh, have two of those have semifinal have a final yeah, and then uh, yeah have fun against Bama kids. It's gonna it's not what gonna a, be fun. What a, what an ultimate twist of irony here because this is some uh, this is before our time obviously uh, right around the door of our time, but before the BCS you had the Bull Coalition, which was supposed to you know 
try to declare a national championship with logic, but it was only Big 12, SEC, ACC. <laughs> That's who college football thought the, the permanent three conferences would be. And now we're in a world where the Big 10, who was left on the sidelines because they didn't have 12 teams, suddenly is about to get to 16 with USC and UCLA all the way out west with maybe more to join. <laughs> Oh, what a time in col- of college football we live in, Peter. What a time. Oh, right. I just thought something even stupider. Let's hear it. You can imagine if the SEC expands with, you know, your Clemson, your Florida State, Miami, who, you know, in an SEC market and with, you know, the NIL coming to a bigger deal, that you could be back <laughs> again. Well, I mean. Like Texas. I, I mean. Maybe for a bit. I mean, listen, uh, you. I, I was immediately thinking something Tennessee related when you brought in, up Clemson and you got Texas. Like, this is a chance to prove we're the real best team in orange. Not those two scrubs. Not those two wannabes. This one right here. <laughs> but, Ryan, imagine if for some reason each division wants to be 12 teams. <laughs> how do you feel about be? How do you feel about you and Kentucky coming to the Big Ten East? <laughs> We have Penn State and Tennessee yearly, baby. <laughs> I'm game for it. As long as, it, you know, the meltdowns from each one of us would be incredible during the alcoholic blue blood bowl. It, it, the meltdowns would come during all every, the games, no matter, you know, who's winning or losing. If it's a call, somebody's going to have a meltdown. If the coach does something stupid or weird, it's gonna, there's going to be a meltdown. It's just like, no matter if we're good or not, it, it would just be a game that is weird. Weird stuff happens, and you just get meltdowns from me and from you. It, it just would be like, it, it would be the ultimate thing that this podcast could have. It, it would be a live stream, and Matt would be there just to, you know, laugh at us <laughs> at our reactions to college football. <laughs> and we, oh, we we could call it the uh, living in the past rivalry. <laughs> We're, we're going to play for the 1986, uh, the 1986, 1999, 1988, blah, 1998 trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you bring that up. I mean, hey, my guys could be back here with everything that's setting with the NIL. You know, we already got a five-star quarterback locked in and we paid him a bunch of money. So, I mean, hey, we're – Things are already starting to look up with the NIL and potentially with these uh, with these conferences. And I mean, you got Arch Manning, the nephew of Eli and Payton, going to Texas, who's pretty soon going to be in the SEC. So I mean, like, you got a lot of stuff going on here with the NIL being involved and with this conference realignment stuff. So like, I mean, yeah, I mean, what a time we live in. You got the NIL being a huge thing, but we still got to figure out how to handle it you know, get it more in control, transfer portal, same thing. It's just, you know, it's a weird, fun time uh, if you're a college football fan. And, you know, it's going to be fun to mess around all this stuff with all this stuff when the, with the NCAA game coming back next year. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, the Penn State dynasty will be reborn Ooh. in better graphics. That we hope. We hope. Please don't go to the Madden model. Please. 
it has a James Franklin mode built in for Penn State. No matter how you control it, you'll just lose <laughs> in the big game for no reason. And you'll have a random nine overtime loss. <laughs> okay, fourth and five. I'm obviously going to pass. Why is the game forcing me to run? <laughs> Game's over. You look up. It's like, oh, I was playing on James Franklin mode. That's why. Oh, dang it. There's an Ask James Franklin mode <laughs> where it gives you the wrong choice. <laughs> oh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a weird time. We're probably going to be having, we're going to have super conferences here. More than likely, I mean, if anything, with these moves, it, it's looking very likely that Big Ten is going to be the first one up with this. The SEC will be up next. And then... I, I still think there's going to be a third that's going to get some of those teams that have been left behind and try to build something there. I, I mean, oh, I, I, I think it's going to be a true catch-all conference, and it's going to be the AAC because they have the most absolutely random geographical presence currently. That is true, yeah. It, it's really weird. It would really just be the AAC East and West, and it would be based on the Mississippi River. That, that's how it would <laughs> yeah. be, 100%. Yeah, so maybe the AAC can end up you know, I, in all this. Yeah. And it would be a three-way super conference, but it would still be the SEC champion versus the Big Ten champion in the de facto final. <laughs> <laughs> which, really, which really, it truly is. If there's only three conferences, I mean, bowl games at that point are just like the, the truest example of exhibition runner-up games. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the bowl games, that's another thing that we haven't talked about. The bowl games would be a little bit weird now. You know, the Rose Bowl, I mean, that's probably going to take a hit now with with that game. Yeah, the bowl games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does the Rose Bowl just become definitively Big Ten versus Big Ten? Because you're going to have the packed, you're going to have the built-in Pac-10 remnants, basically. Yeah, so... But again, if the, if the SEC gets most of the ACC, does the Sugar Bowl become a definitive SEC versus SEC game? Yeah, this kind of throws, throws things into whack right here. Uh, like, Ooh. And, and here's where this gets interesting. How stable is a super conference model, however many, like two, three, or four? Eventually, I think you're going to have some internal anger. And we could just get to a point where maybe in 20 years, we're just going to go back to six big conferences. <laughs> it's going to be a pack. We're going to have a Pac-10 revival, a Big 12 revival. The Big East is going to come back. <laughs> you thought they were dead. No, they're back and they're <laughs> off. <laughs> we're taking everybody. But yeah, th th this is the mess. This is the mess when you have 120 something division one teams <laughs> like you're never going to have a perfect system but i think we're about to experiment with a super conference era and i don't know how it's going to go but boy the the chaos it's going to bring that's going to be fun i'm not gonna lie i would love four 10 team big 10 divisions with a tournament to declare the big 10 championship that would make me so happy oh, man <laughs> And listen, more games, more money. So, I mean, I, I, there you go, right there. I mean, <laughs> you say the two, you say two words, more money. Hey, we're in. 
So, like, yeah. So. And, you know, between college and the professionals, if the big te- if college football expands their season, well, naturally, Roger Goodell is going to see it like, well, we're the professionals. We have to have definitively more games. It's, it's, it's 17 versus 12 now. If it moves to 14 games with college, Roger Goodell has an excuse to get his 18, 19, 20 game season going. <laughs> yeah. And then the NFL players are going to be ticked off about it. <laughs> about that, I mean, truth be told, this is a USC UCLA might be the, a bigger domino than Texas Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with the conversation, the conversation it's kicked off right now, like, yeah. Like it, it could be the true domino that really starts this whole new era of super conferences, scheduling more games, more money, you know, NIL, all this stuff. Like it could be the thing that really is gonna change college football for the foreseeable future. And we're just gonna have to, it's gonna be a wait and see, honestly. I could imagine because we're recording this on the fourth of July in the afternoon. You'll probably release this Wednesday or something, I yeah. imagine. Watch tomorrow, Oregon and Washington and Washington confirm they're going to the Big Ten. Well, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Peter, if I had to set an over under on percentage of that happening, I would take the over ten times out of ten because with the way this pod with the way things happen with this pod and with news like that, stuff like that tends to happen more than not. So yeah, you can take that to the bank. That's it. I feel like the only good way to wrap up is who who are because we're about to have sixteen Big Ten teams, four more to get twenty, and a ten team divisions. Who who are the favorites after that? I mean, what we know Washington, Washington, blah, Washington and Oregon. So we got to eight. We got to eighteen. At that, I think Notre Dame's the most realistic out of yeah. that. I think that's the one the Big Ten wants for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. And then there's the ultimate wild card for a 20th spot. <laughs> could it be could it be Pitt? Could it be West Virginia? Could it be Virginia Tech? Could it be uh Kansas? Could it be could it be Missouri? Could Missouri just say, screw it? I hate the SEC. This was awful. We we had we had potential in the Big Twelve. Can we go play with Illinois? <laughs> Yeah, let's for real. If Missouri called the SEC and said, "Hey, we want out," the SEC would be like, "You're here. <laughs> when?" I mean, they would also be like, "Here's your walking papers. Get out." Yeah, try not to self-report as you leave the conference, idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Notre Dame is the. Notre Dame, Washington, Oregon are probably the most likely three to watch. The other, the other team, that twentieth team, I don't know. It, you know what? For for academic prestige and to really entice Notre Dame, just get Stanford. I, yeah, you know, I I that's somebody that I've seen mentioned. You know, bring in Stanford. They haven't been good in football in a few years, but you still get that. You get an academic school. And and historically, they could go off. They'll have their yeah. moments to shine. Yeah, you'll never know with them. They could have a run where they have like an Andrew Luck type of quarterback and 
they got a really good coach and they're able to win like eight, nine games a season. And they're one of the best academic schools in the country. So you add them to the fold with already some good oh, academic schools. And you know, the, yeah. You know what? Put them at the height of that list because the Big Ten would love that tech money. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They would love that money coming from Stanford and, uh, you know, get, getting some money from that market. Yeah. That, that's a good point. And just, just regionally speaking, that gives you a big advantage because those Stanford kids will travel to, you know, the Midwest. I mean, that, that could start just beyond athletics. That could start like a domino chain of, you know, like tech expansion into the country mm-hmm. outside of uh, Silicon Valley. That's true. Yeah. Get, get ready, people of Iowa. You're about to get gentrified. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Big Ten's fault. <laughs> So you know what I I think on that note let's uh let's let's leave it there Peter it's been fun having you back on views like you said it's been two years since then but uh what other way to have you back on that talk about some expansion happening and your favorite conference and yeah you you got at the beginning of this my uh, recap of how I felt about Penn State the last two years <laughs> you know much more subdued than it would have been in the moment. I can only imagine me during that uh, Indiana 2020 loss. <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe it's good I wasn't here the past two years because I, I probably would have been in jail for now for saying some things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Penn State, uh, it's, a, it, it's been a weird couple of years for y'all, so... Uh... <laughs> It's it's the worst fandom. <laughs> well, well, there's my fandom too, so gotta take that into account. And mine is your yours had fun. Yours has had fun though. Those those mustard memes were great. <laughs> they, they they were great. I'm not gonna lie. Even though the what happened there wasn't great, just the whole mustard stuff <laughs> and golf balls being thrown onto the field. Say, if I were to lose. If I were to, if we're, if I have to lose, I want mustard memes to come out of it. Then nine overtime loss to Illinois. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a more fun option for sure. I don't, I don't care if Sean Clifford was hurt. You don't lose to Illinois on homecoming in nine overtimes. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's where we're gonna end it there. So, Peter, it's been fun. Uh, I mean been fun having you on views we've done a whole lot of entertainment pods here recently so i mean if you want to go check those out and i uh, get that side of peter lewis have fun <laughs> but uh yeah peter this is fun thanks for coming on yep i'll see you in two years <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll do it for us here everybody thank you guys for tuning in to this week's views pod as always be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcasts so help us out a great deal be sure to go follow us on Twitter at 573pods and be sure to do those same things for the entertainment channel. Again, hopefully we'll be able to sit down and do a Thor Love and Thunder and Miss Marvel pod, maybe some Stranger Things, who knows. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to sit down and do that here in the next few days. Also, one thing to keep in mind is that our football previews start next week. Next week, we're starting with the ACC and college football. Fitting, you know, talking about some of the ACC teams that we start there next week. And in the NFL, we're starting with the NFC West. We're starting with the division the Chancellor in with the Rams. 
So we're starting there. So that's starting next week. Keep that in mind. Come back next week as we start our football previews as football season. It's not too far away, everybody. So it's not too far away. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Until next week, talk to you all next time.